Hey, I'm Tyler with the Sports Stop. You're here to listen to me talk about sports, right? Okay, let's talk. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're going to be going over some NFL topics and storylines that have kind of, you know, happened throughout the last week. Um, obviously, we have lots of NBA topics that are kind of going through the last kind of month that the NFL has gone through. But with, you know, lots of stories happening in the NBA, the Super Bowl happened already. We just kind of have a lot of topics to go through. So today we're just going to be focusing more on just the NFL topics. Um, the NBA, I like talking about the NBA, but not as much as the NFL, especially because the offseason has just started with the NFL. And this is kind of where all the stories have been happening lately. Um, so today I have three topics and we're just kind of going to go through those. Um, so obviously we have one of the bigger stories in the last week is Justin Fields. He's been on the trade block reportedly by the Chicago Bears. They may move off of him, may not. Um, lots of people are saying that this is just kind of a tactic for the Bears to get more leverage and more draft compensation back for that number one overall pick. Um, cause obviously the number one pick is kind of turned into a quarterback, you know, draft spot. Um, obviously last year that was not the case um, with Trayvon Walker, but last year was kind of a weaker draft class for quarterbacks. So that was kind of a given, but this year, next year, those are going to be, you know, number one picks and they're going to be quarterbacks. So if you look at, you know, the last five years, it's been quarterback, quarterback, and then obviously Trayvon Walker last year, and then quarterback's going to be this year, most likely next year is going to be Caleb Williams and Drake May. So it's just kind of turned into a number one, you know, spot for quarterbacks. Um, unless if it's a really weak draft class for quarterbacks like it was last year. So, like I said, Justin Fields, he's been on the trade block reportedly. So I just want to go through some of the three places that I think he could go to. And obviously we don't know if Justin Fields is going to get traded. Nobody knows that. Um, but Justin Fields has made it, you know, kind of, he said it out loud in a podcast that he really hopes Chicago gets a dome because Chicago, you know, you really need that big, strong arm quarterback to really will you there. Chicago is probably one of a top three most windy, you know, cities in America. So that's why it's called the windy city. And I think, you know, Justin Fields isn't a exact, you know, fit for that kind of team. Um, so, Let's just go through my top three spots. And we're just going to kind of go over draft compensation. Um, they're kind of all the same draft compensation-wise, um, but I just want to go through the teams and why I think they fit. So, number one, the Atlanta Falcons. I think the Falcons would work really well because, A, they're a dome. They need a quarterback. Arthur Smith is a really good offensive-minded coach. And Justin Fields is from Georgia. So that works out perfectly for that it's a dome obviously they have some good offensive weapons that are young that kind of fits more of Justin Fields timeline with Kyle Pitts and Drake London that they drafted last year so I think they have the necessary pieces that work more around Justin Fields now I think Justin Fields trade value is about a first a second and some other picks um, so I have the Falcons getting Justin Fields and the Bears getting a first round pick this year and a second and sixth 
next year from the Falcons. So obviously not super high end draft picks, but I think the Falcons next year first round pick could be potentially a top 10 pick still. So that could be good for the Bears. Next up, this is one of the ones that have been floating around quite a bit around the internet. Um, the Baltimore Ravens. So the Ravens would get Justin Fields, a 2023 second round pick, 2024 fourth round, 2024 seventh round, and the Bears get Lamar Jackson. Now, I don't think it's, people are saying that it's, you know, both teams should just swap quarterbacks. I don't think that's what they should do. I think Lamar Jackson is a better player than Justin Fields is. We've seen Lamar Jackson win an MVP. He's been a top five quarterback. Now, I think the quarterback position has really come along since Lamar's won MVP. So I think Lamar is probably like, on any given day, Lamar could be a top three quarterback any given day. We've seen it last year. But I think Lamar is more of like a the eighth best quarterback in the league, potentially 10th, depending on the day. Uh, but Justin Fields, I just don't see him evolving to as good as Lamar Jackson has been. I think Justin Fields is more in that 12 to you know 18 range of quarterbacks. I don't think Justin Fields has that ceiling of where Lamar Jackson is. So, you know, the QB swap type of deal, I don't think the Ravens would take that. Um, but so that's why I kind of have the Ravens getting extra draft compensation back. And it's quite significant. Um, lastly, the Washington Commanders. Obviously, Eric Bieniemy is now the offensive uh, coordinator for that team. He's possibly could be the offensive or sorry, the head coach, um, in a year or two. Ron Vera, he had a good first year, made the playoffs with the Commanders, but he just hasn't really done much, and you're seeing it more and more and more every year. More offensive coaches have been hired. You look at last year, not even an eighth of the league has defensive coaches. Like the ones I can think of right now for offensive coaches is Sean McDermott in Buffalo, D'Amico Ryans just got hired by the Texans. Who else is there? I know I'm probably forgetting one. Um, the Bears um, the Bears head coach, he is a defensive-minded head coach. Um, Pete Carroll, he's more of a defensive-minded head coach, but he's been in the league for so long that he's kind of more in that middle range. He's not as defensive-minded. He's about uh, the middle. Um, and then Bill Belichick, so what is that, five different coaches. Other than that, I can't think of any. Um, Robert Sala. So there's actually quite a few that I'm actually forgetting. But anyways, Washington Commanders. They get Justin Fields and the Bears receive a first-round pick this year, third-round pick this year, and a fourth-rounder next year. So the Bears, seems like they're giving up more draft compensation, but the other teams are giving up uh, a first and a second. So I think the Bears... um, If the Bears had to take one of these trades... I think they would probably take the Falcons trade just for the fact of, you know, Justin Fields with Atlanta isn't going to be as good because I just don't think Atlanta's team isn't as good as the Commanders roster. Um, The Ravens, I just don't think they'd want to give up that much draft compensation um, to get Lamar Jackson. Plus, they have to pay Lamar Jackson immediately. Lamar Jackson's being really stingy about what he wants. He wants a fully guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson. Um, That story actually just came out yesterday. So that's one of the bigger topics. Um, So that's just kind of what I have for Justin Fields. And then I also have another quarterback. 
Now, I didn't do draft compensation with this um, just because this guy's a free agent, but I have Derek Carr. Where should Derek Carr go? There's three spots that I think are actually pretty good fits for Derek Carr. Next up, we have the New York Jets. I think Derek Carr, I think that's probably the number one spot Derek Carr should go. I think that's where he should go. Just for the fact of the Jets have made it very clear they have a lot of interest in Derek Carr. Um, They actually brought him in for a workout this week. So it's kind of a given that the Jets and Derek Carr are both very interested in each other. Now, I don't like how they have a defensive-minded head coach, but I think that roster is a really good roster. I'm just not sure if Derek Carr wants to play in the AFC and he wants to go to another division that's really good. Now, the AFC East is not as good as the AFC West, but the AFC East is a top five division in the NFL. And in the AFC, they're pro- it's probably the third best. And if Derek Carr goes there, it's probably still the third best, but we have to see with Lamar Jackson. Because I'd put the AFC West is the hardest, then I'd put the AFC North. But if Lamar Jackson is gone, then I think the AFC West potentially goes to the second hardest division. So... I like Derek Carr going to the Jets for a fit, but I'm not sure if it's a great fit just for the fact of his chances of winning and going far into the playoffs. The next up team, the NFC team I have, I think this is a really good fit. This is possibly the best spot for Derek Carr to go just for the fact of it's in the NFC. It is the Carolina Panthers. They have a very good head coach who is a proven head coach to fix quarterbacks. Look what he did with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz had his two best years with Frank Wright. The year that he was an MVP in Philadelphia, and then obviously the year he was in Indianapolis. People give Carson Wentz a lot of crap about how he played in Indianapolis, but he was really good. 27 touchdowns to seven picks with Frank Wright. So I think Frank Wright, with that Carolina Panthers roster and the division and conference itself, I think the Panthers could be a really good team next year. They could potentially be a 10-win team just for the fact that Tampa Bay is going to be bad, Atlanta is going to be bad, Saints are going to be bad. So I just don't... I don't see a reason why Derek Carr should not want to pick the Carolina Panthers as his top team. And lastly, the Indianapolis Colts. So the Colts have a really good roster. The only thing I'm not great and not really sure on is the Colts lack some offensive skill position weapons. Um, They have, obviously, Jonathan Taylor. He had a down year last year, but he's going to have a bounce back year. He's still a top running back in this league. Um, But their wide receiver position is not great. They just don't have that star player. Um, They have Michael uh, Pittman Jr. Not Michael Pittman. Yes, Michael Pittman Jr., sorry. Um, He's more of like a number two on a lot of teams. He's either a really, really weak number one or he's a number two. He's kind of like that, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster type of player. He can be your number one receiver, but you have to have a really good quarterback, and you have to have a pretty deep wide receiver core. So I just don't see the Colts as a great spot, but that division is kind of in the tank besides Jacksonville. Houston obviously has a couple more years to rebuild. The Titans kind of seem like they're kind of falling down that rabbit hole of they're starting to become a bad team again. Um, Because they released all those players um, earlier in the week. And obviously Jacksonville 
but Jacksonville is, you know, they're not a world beater yet. Maybe in a year or two, they're going to be a really good team, but not yet. And lastly, my last topic for the day, NFL buying versus selling this offseason. So I have three teams for each side. I have three buyers and three sellers this year um, that could potentially head into the offseason as a buyer or a seller. Now, some of these teams are kind of iffy. It kind of really depends on what they're going to do. Um, so let's start off with the buyers. I have the Chicago Bears. They have the most cap space in the NFL by a mile. So with Justin Fields on a rookie contract and the most cap space, and they have the number one pick, they have a lot of options of what they want to do. Do they want to trade for, uh, you know, like a Lamar Jackson? Do they want to draft a Bryce Young? Do they want to keep Justin Fields and just stack this roster out in the offseason with free agency? What do they want to do? So I think they have, there's a lot of possibilities, but I think overall the Bears are going to be a big buyer this offseason just for the fact of there's so many different ways they can fix this roster. Next up, this one, I got to explain it a little bit, but I have the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs have, one, they, they're in, they're in like top eight for most uh, cap space in the NFL. They have a lot of cap space, shockingly. Um, they do have some players to re-sign, but not anybody that's really, really good. Um, they have Orlando Brown, which I'm guessing they're either going to franchise tag or they're going to pay um, a contract to. But they also have a lot of extra draft capital just for the fact of that Tyreek Hill trade just gave them so much draft capital and obviously cleared out a lot of cap space. The Chiefs can do a lot of different things. So now I don't think the Chiefs are going to go get a top tier player that's going to cost them around, you know, over $15 million per season. But I think they're going to, you know, get a lot of different players who are more veteran minded players who have like two years left on a co- like in their career who, you know, can really want to win a ring. I think that's where the Chiefs are. But I do think they're going to sign a couple players for, you know, a couple million here, a couple million there. Um, and they're just going to try to re-sign some of the off-season players that are free agents. So I think the Chiefs, now they're not going to get the top-tier player. They're going to get a lot of mid-tier players who have two to three years left um, in their career and they want to win a ring. Next up, we have the New York Giants. That's the last buyer I have. Now the Giants are in a little bit of a sticky situation with their cap, but they do have still, you know, top five most cap space in the NFL. They do have some draft capital. Um, They don't have a lot, but they do have a good amount. They're middle of the pack for draft capital, Um, but they have a lot of draft and cap space. So I think the Giants, um, obviously, this team could go a couple different directions. Daniel Jones reportedly wants a lot of money, so we'll see what happens with that. I'm guessing... The Giants are just going to franchise tag Daniel Jones for $32 million. Saquon Barkley reportedly wants over $15 million per season, which, as a Giants fan, not really sure if I want to give Saquon that. I love Saquon Barkley, but he's kind of an injury-prone player, so I'm not really sure if I want to give him that much money. So the Giants could potentially shake up this roster with a lot of the draft capital and cap space they have. Next up, we have sellers. We have three sellers who... Could go a lot of different ways. Um, 
Obviously, number one, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, this team could go a lot of different ways. They could not be a seller and just sign Lamar Jackson, and basically that's about it. They won't have a lot of cap space, but they'll at least have Lamar Jackson. So that's that's the only way I see that they're not a seller. Otherwise, if they you know, trade Lamar Jackson, I think they're probably just going to sell a lot of their players off. They're just kind of try to rebuild um, or retool their team a little bit. Um, so I think the Ravens could potentially be a seller. Um, this team, I think, is a guaranteed seller as well. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they got out their Super Bowl run with Tom Brady for the last three years. I think they should just get out while they can, get some extra draft capital, clear the books, and just kind of rebuild a little bit. Um Obviously, I'm a team, I'm a person where if I see an NFL team, I'd rather have my team be good for a three-year window and be bad for the next five years than be like Minnesota and be mediocre for eight to ten years with a quarterback. That's just how I am. Um, I think Tampa Bay, they had their three-year window. They still have a lot of, a lot of good players. Um, they could trade Mike Williams for some high draft capital, Chris Godwin for some high draft capital, um, obviously, Tristan Wirfs is a phenomenal player. Um, I think they'd probably keep him. But they have a lot of players on defense as well who they can just trade and kind of retool this roster and just kind of get out while they can and get some extra draft capital and um, cap space for the next coming years. This team, I think, is also a guaranteed seller, the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're guaranteed to be a seller just for the fact of they're at least trading DeAndre Hopkins, who is probably their best player, I would say. Uh, I think when it comes to the Cardinals, they need to move off some of their older and expensive players. D-Hop, he's reportedly basically gone already. Um, the organization says they're kind of thinking about trading him or not. I think they're trading him. I just don't see a world where you're paying Kyler Murray you know, over $40 million. You have to pay Marquise Brown, who you just traded for last season, so they kind of have to pay him. And then you're paying DeAndre Hopkins $25 million per year over that. Um, I just don't see a world where you're paying a quarterback and two wide receivers. Buda Baker's making a lot of money. They just have a lot of money wrapped up in some players that I think are older and they should move off of. Like some players I think they should is DeAndre Hopkins, James Conner, and Buda Baker. I think those are the three players... They should really look to move off of just for the fact of D-Hop is getting really old. You could probably get some draft capital back. You could probably get like a second or a third round pick for D-Hop. James Conner, you could probably get like a fourth or a fifth potentially for James Conner. And then Buda Baker, you could probably get a second or a third for Buda Baker. So obviously those players just don't fit the timeline of Kyler Murray just for his age because Kyler Murray is still under 25. Um, I just don't see those players fitting in, especially with a defensive-minded head coach that they just hired. So we're going to find out what the Cardinals do, but I think they are going to be sellers to some extent. How much of a seller? I'm not sure, but I think they will be a seller in this offseason. All right, that is my all I have. Obviously, we had Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat that ended yesterday. That was a huge topic on Thursday. And then obviously Lamar Jackson, like I said, um, he is kind of putting the Ravens in a hard spot where he wants a Deshaun Watson contract. 
um, fully guaranteed, and the Ravens do not want to give him that. So obviously we have a lot of topics still to cover, um, but I just did want to I wanted to put out a podcast this week. It's been a super busy week, so I didn't get to do one on Monday like I usually do. But yeah, that's all I have. Hope you guys enjoyed and have a great weekend. Peace.